What's up, guys? Welcome back to the One Broke Actress Podcast. I am your host, Sam Valentine, bringing you an honest account of actor life, plus a few lessons I learn in the process. Today is the season finale of season seven of this podcast. I have been recording this since October of 2020, which means this took six months <laughs> to get where we are now, which is kind of crazy because it's wild to me that people put out podcasts with interviews every single week, but I have to remind myself they have employees and me and Helena just chatting back and forth in email, getting this season together. So thank you guys so much for being on board. It's hard to say what is a favorite episode or what is a favorite moment, but I do think that each season the podcast grows and changes. Not only does the audience get more widespread, but I grow and I change and I'm in a completely different place in my life, in my career, in my mindset than I was when this podcast started uh, four years ago. So if you're a new listener, thank you for joining us. This will not be the last time you hear from me. But if you have been along for this ride the whole time, thank you for being a part of my journey. It is always exciting to bring a season to a close, not only to look back on all the work we've accomplished, but to take a nice breather and take it all in at the very end. So I am very much looking forward to that. But not before today's episode. I have been sitting on this podcast episode this entire season because it is a story that is so near and dear to my heart. Because today's guest, Ashley Romans, is an actress whom I have gotten to sit back and watch her journey just explode. She is such a powerhouse, such a badass, and just so grateful for every moment she's living in. And I think she is a perfect cap to this season. I love this episode because Ashley's big successes have been so recent. Her big punch-ups in her career started in 2017, so it's not that long ago. This is an amazing episode to listen to if you're feeling a little lost in your career or that your side jobs are bringing you down or you just don't feel grateful for your day-to-day moments. Some of the highlights for me today are where Ashley talks about how her side jobs actually made her into the person she was to book the jobs that she did. She also talks about her nine to five mentality and how that built her up to take on the workload that she currently has as a series regular on their FX show, Why the Last Man. And most of all, she's just really happy to exist in the working actor world. She is so grateful. She brings so much joy to what she does. I couldn't be more excited. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please enjoy Ashley Romans. I'm so excited to see you. It's been way too long. I know it's been so long and I just love seeing you glow. I just actually saw your Instagram story and I saw the baby formula and I freaked and then I just listened to it and just said you were actually pregnant. <laughs> Can you fathom that someone sent me baby formula? Yeah. I For the people who are listening at home, if you don't follow me on Instagram, uh, I got sent baby formula by a company. I am not married, nor does that matter, nor am I having a baby, nor am I in any world interested. And like I called the company and like got involved. 
<laughs> so now <laughs> their, their head of person marketing or something is going to call me back. I'm just mad. <laughs> what a waste of resources. This could have gone to like anyone who needed it. The baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Someone who, anyway, they think it was from, cause I had a Zola account cause we were going to get married. Uh, and so they think that they might've targeted me as a future married woman, as a potential mm -hmm. buyer of their formula, which is really shady. Straight people are weird. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Very weird. Um, the world of marketing is upon us. Well, listen, um, I'm super excited to talk to you because yeah. I think the last time we talked, uh, there was like some cool stuff going on, but I feel like your shit's like blowing up. <laughs> You're sweet. Does it I'm feel like it? No, it doesn't. I know. I know. I understand from the outside. It might look that way. Yeah. But, uh, you know, your, your shit's blowing up too. And from the inside, you're like, this is just, <laughs> look at us. <laughs> look at us blowing up. I mean, we like our, our life was usually happened at 5 45 AM mm -hmm. opening set and flow of yoga, which I sincerely hope they make it through this. I don't, I have no idea what's going on over there. I hope they're doing okay. Um, that we would see each other in the morning. I would come into coach. You would open the front desk. We'd have a gentle, quiet, high, mm -hmm. and then we'd go on with our day. We'd wait for each other to wake up before we really <laughs> talked. <laughs> and then we talk about acting, which is so awesome. It's so awesome. It's such a special job that like, I just, my survival jobs, I've met some of the most special people in my life mm. at my survival jobs. Like I think of Alexa uh, who worked the front desk and I realized, oh my gosh, that really brought us all together. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and I only crazy. saw you between that time frame too, but right. <laughs> I saw you consistently enough between that two hour time frame five o'clock in the morning where I'm just like, yeah, this is my sister. Yeah. If you can know someone at that time, you can it's do it. Yeah. Intimate. Yeah. It's basically like we live together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so take me through the past couple of years because I want to get to like your survival jobs and stuff like that along the way. But I feel like it, it looks based on like, if I looked at your IMDB and I didn't know you, I'd be like, oh, this girl's following like a steady linear line up. Mm -hmm. So talk to me because when we, when we worked at set and flow, you were doing some stuff on, you had booked shameless and you were doing, I'm dying up here. Yes, 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 yes. So, um, it was actually a lot of the work I think I got set flow was one of my first jobs, I think almost a year into living in LA. Mm. And I was also at the time I was also working like three, four jobs. I was catering. I worked right down the street at IHOP and I worked like the night shift. So I would go in from 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. And then I would go open set and flow. And, <laughs> and then I would work until 11 a.m. again. And you it didn't was, have a you didn't have a car. Is that right? And I didn't have a car. So if I got up early, I would go to set and flow, open up and sleep there if I was really early. <laughs> oh I didn't want to go home because I didn't have a car. And that's just another lift or bus or whatever. Um but yeah, uh, so that was, and then I was catering. What else was I doing? I had a couple jobs actually, actually quite a few, several. And um, eventually, um, eventually I just took up more hours of set and flow. And that mm -hmm. was really conducive to having a healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, I was also working with other artists. So that was also helpful. I found out about um, the Actors Fund and- um, oh, yeah. 
I forgot yes. you were the person who introduced me to that. Yes, yes. I was so happy that you actually took my, because I've talked about Miyata Dogo's class at the Actors Fund. If anyone who's listening doesn't know, Actors Fund is a great resource for any artist in LA. Um, and they had a free financial literacy class and just financial planning and specifically geared towards artists and freelance workers. I found out about that through someone at Stenflow. And um, I told you about it. And then after I started taking that, I know Miata was actually on the show at one point. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah. A couple seasons ago. Yeah. Um, she, told, she tells her story about how she worked all those different jobs and she wasn't happy and she felt like she was just expending a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, I'm just gonna put all my energy to Stenflow. And I opened up 5.30, 5 a.m. in the morning and I worked to one. And then sometimes I would work out after class or after I got off work and I would go to an acting class I had up the street. It was just more conducive towards like a healthier lifestyle or more, I would say, what I learned from working at Set and Flow, working that job five days a week consistently from 5.30 to 1 p.m. is I can show up consistently for somebody else in their dream. Um, so I was able to apply that energy from 1.30 to 11 p.m. or whenever I start, you know, whenever my career started going off. Also, you know, free printing too. It's true. <laughs> I was always printing socks there. It's a good laundry. See, this is when I tell people, like, if you're going to have a side job, find one with perks. Like, you had a gym membership. You could use a printer. Like, that shit adds up. It really does. Yes, yes it absolutely does. Wow. Yeah. And I would also say too, I was kind of nervous. I know I was kind of nervous about coming on the show because this show has been such a resource for me in my growth as an artist. So when you asked me to be on the show, I was thinking, oh my, I don't think I have anything oh <laughs> as valuable God. to say as what your guests have said for me. <laughs> no, you, first of all, you've always been such a big supporter, which is it's, you'll never understand how much that means to me is, is you from day one have been like, oh, I can't like listening to the podcast. You want to talk about them. Like yeah. it's, there's, there's, there's a handful of sayings in Hollywood that get people to turn around and walk away from you. And one is come see my improv. And the other one is I have a podcast. So, Don't forget the one woman show. The one woman show. Or can you read my screenplay? Um, and, uh, and mine, and my, my sentence of about the podcast didn't, uh, didn't turn you away. So, so that means a lot to me, but I think you have, uh, just, just you saying that shows the drive you have that I think is, you don't realize how evident it is in just you existing in the world, because that's a lot of a schedule. And let's be honest, you're not getting paid the big bucks for these jobs, right? Like mm -hmm. you're getting by. So did, when you condensed your jobs and stayed focused on one thing, Mm -hmm. did it affect, affect your finances in a way, or did you feel like it ended up opening more doors? Um, you know, I think hmm, it definitely did affect my finances. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think the energy that I didn't have was affecting my finances more. I think after I took Miata's class, I realized, oh, there's power in stillness and there's power in making, um, making um, calculated moves. 
So uh, yeah, I had to drop back on a couple acting classes and I was just getting by with my rent and I was just, honestly, it was through a series of really synchronistic serendipitous <laughs> events that I was able to get by for as long as I could until I booked my first job. Yeah. But I noticed I booked my first job after I took me out of class and I did feel powerful around my finances, mm -hmm. even not even powerful, but just aware around my finances. Mm -hmm. And that was enough. So. Yeah. No, I think, I don't think it's talked about often enough, right? Like how important the adulting side of this is mm -hmm. to creating, like we want to be magical creatives who are storytellers and who are deep and poetic and all those things, but also like you have to pay bills. And yes. you ha if you want to go to acting class and be deep and poetic, mm -hmm. you have to be able to pay for it and not get yourself into 10 years worth of debt. So it sounds like things started to line up. What was that first booking? Um, so my first job was, um, like pay job was, well, first of all, I was doing a play as I was working at set and flow. Oh my God. Um, that play was so awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I think I did a couple plays while I was working at set and flow. Um, that was, yeah, that was a really great experience. And then, um, that was paying me just a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, like $40 a show. And then after that, I was, I booked, I'm dying up here. And that was enough just to pay my way, like pay my dues to get into the um, union. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, it actually worked out perfectly enough to pay my dues to get into union. <laughs> and then after that, uh, I got shameless a, like a few months later. So did um, you have a, did you have reps at this time? I can't remember. So I had a manager okay. right before I started rehearsing for the play. Um, yeah, I had a manager who still same, same manager I worked with. Actually, when I came to LA, I had, I worked with a company management company and they didn't work out. So I uh -huh. quickly switched to a different manager who I love. He's my partner, Amazing. wonderful collaborator. And, um, it wasn't until after, right before Shameless was about to come out that I got reps like agents with Innovative. And um, I know a lot of people want to like uh, need reps and stuff, but sometimes that stuff isn't going to happen until after you've already booked your first few jobs. Ooh, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Cause the rep game is tough, right? It feels like you have to, it's that catch 22 of you have to have one to get one to the next mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. So talk to me about getting such a, a great agent, like innovative. Um, it was honestly on the part of my manager who set it up, but uh, I had a couple meetings with a couple different agencies and uh, they weren't interested. <laughs> and I have no problem saying that now. <laughs> but uh, Innovative was, and it was right before the episodes, uh, my episodes were going to air. And um, I think it goes to say that like, I had booked a recurring guest star on a major TV show and people still weren't interested. So if there's anything, you know, don't take that stuff personally because it's, it's just, it takes a minute to get into the game, but once you're in there, like you're in. Yeah. Um, but honestly, it was just working closely with my reps. I know some people who kind of change reps often mm -hmm. and, um, I mean, look, you want to find somebody that you work well with, but I think at one point you're going to make it regardless of who your rep is. So just keep using 
them as a, as a guide, as a resource, as opposed to feeling like that's going to be your end all, your make it or break it. Cause this seriously won't be. Mm, yeah. I feel like that it, we can lose a lot of time doing things, just trying to get new reps. Sometimes that feels like the activity, whereas it is kind of more of an end goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it was mm-hmm. for you. It's almost, it felt almost like an accident. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it was just an accident. <laughs> Good. Okay. Like the second I stopped, honestly, it felt like the same way I got my partner now. I would stop looking for love. And the second I stopped looking, that's what it found me. <laughs> that's the corniest thing. You should probably edit that out. No, I love that because that's the same way I feel. I mean, that's how I met Caleb. I was like, yeah. actually, for the first time, I live alone. I'm really happy. I like myself. And then it was like, oh, all right. Well, I might as well bring someone else along for the ride. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. But somebody gave me a great analogy a few, oh, quite a few years ago. It says your reps it's equivalent of you driving a car and your reps are tied up in the trunk, like gagged and tied up in the trunk and you might get lost. So you just pull the car over, open the trunk and then ask them for directions and then close the trunk, gag them again and then just close it and then get back in the car and drive your own way because it's your career. <laughs> and it will be more that way too. No, I think that's so funny because some people say like, oh, there's a reason like they get 10% and you get 90. And I like your, I like your analogy better. I think it's funnier. Yeah. <laughs> so when you booked, so when, uh, so wait, so shameless was after that. Shameless was after I got innovative, innovative. Well, I had already filmed my episodes and it was about four or five months later. Okay. And that my manager was using that to pitch me to different agencies. Like she has five episodes coming out on shameless you should um, meet with her. And we clicked. I mean, they're great agents. I could right. also tell too, like that's a company where you walk in and there's not, it's not that stress. Like the receptionists are happy. <laughs> Everyone's happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell it was good vibes. So we vibed well. Uh, a lot of other agents only wanted to see me after the episodes already came out. So after they already saw mm. the episodes. Okay. I mean, yeah, that, that's fine. But like, why? they wanted to see like what ended up in the show right right you're like I already booked it that's that's amazing okay it's kind of like okay fine we have a good now we have a manager and a pretty high level agent I gotta say we Mm -hmm. have some stuff under our belt what did you focus on were you like I want to keep going to acting class were you trying to have meetings what do you focus on next where do you put your energy towards Honestly, it might sound corny, but I I put all my energy towards trying to be the best human I could be <laughs> and becoming wildly curious about my own limitations in mm. every area. And then that kind of hopefully falls over to acting. But I know I'm at my best when I have this rhythm, right? Like set and flow is part of that rhythm of these small accomplishments every day. And even in my survival job, I was able to feel accomplished. And then um, it, working out, I was able to feel accomplished. And then in acting class, I felt accomplished. And then these auditions were just another small accomplishment that I could have, but I didn't even need the role at that point. So I think at that point, I was mostly focused on being the best actor I could be. Mm-hmm. And then um, I know bookings and reps and all that kind of were happy accidents 
but in my head I was thinking I say and I know when I'm at my best and sometimes I fall out of the cycle but I know when I'm at my best I I think in my head why do I want to act so I can enjoy acting I don't really need the job to enjoy acting I could enjoy acting with the audition like the audition could be a date with a new crush right like (laughs) that's all it could be so I think that's what my focus was for a while um before I even met my manager because I met my manager because I did a movie with my acting teacher and one of his clients was in that movie and that's how he found me um he reached out to me but for a while I was just focused on trying to get a reel together Mm. like a reel with footage that I could show reps yeah and that was my main focus um but it wasn't really about getting the reps it's mostly about getting footage that I could be proud of yeah 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 Yeah. how did you really hard how did how did you go about doing that initially before you had um I mean once you have like some shows under your belt right especially when you have a reoccurring guest star you get to you know it's a oh I have like five episodes I can pick stuff from right Mm -hmm. so before that how did you pick your footage for your reel and did it matter what was on your reel do you think it was help what helped what helped you get all those auditions hmm so before that I was honestly doing a lot of student films and this is pre-COVID time so right this is like what was like 2017 2017 20 yeah 2017 yeah Mm -hmm. um 2016 2017 I was doing a lot of student films um I did one of those things one time where you paid for your reel and that wasn't good I I definitely yeah yeah. it's like a lot of over the shoulder shots Yeah, it was yeah. not good. <laughs> um, anyone listening, I would say if I mean if that's if that's the only option you have, but it just feels like you did something for your reel as opposed to doing a project. Yeah, you could probably have more fun and get more out of it if you and some friends invested some yes. time and energy and wrote for each other and worked with each other and made scenes. Two hundred percent. Yeah. So those uh, those pay for your demo roll things, uh, and I had to I had to have that experience to know it didn't work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I bo- ended up booking a web series um, that was a lot of fun, and it was I was like the lead on the web series, so that was my first experience being number one on any call sheet, um, even if it was. Uh, like a lower budget it was it felt like actual fun art and really dedicated really dedicated crew and and cast yeah so that was a great learning experience as well and that also helped with my real footage um yeah what else did I do oh also my acting teacher at the time uh cast me in a movie Mm. and um (laughs) my manager when he met me uh, he said, hey, I saw that movie because one of my other clients is in it. It's so bad, but you were good. <laughs> That's all you can ask for. That's all you That's, can ask for. I, if he told me it was good, I would have known he was lying and I would have not trusted him. <laughs> <laughs> but he was honest with me and I said, I think I can work with this guy. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my yeah. God. So that I know the real game, getting a reel together is like one of the harder steps that I had. And it can feel unnecessarily stressful, right? Like it feels like you're just battling to get real footage 
but you're like, also, don't I want a hundred other things right now? Like, don't I want to do really good work that I care about? Or do I just need a scene of me as a waitress? Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could feel unnecessarily stressful in the sense that like you, you keep trying to find something that'll work, that'll work quote unquote. And it's just like, do just skip, skip all that middle stuff and just do what makes you happy. Cause ultimately you want it to work so you could be happy. So just be happy. <laughs> <laughs> just be happy. That's going to be the name of this podcast. Also, then you're going to upload it to breakdown services. It's going to be like $30 a minute or whatever it is. Anyway, oh, it's yeah. going to be horrible. <laughs> There's no winning that game. When did you stop working at set and flow? I stopped working at Set and Flow when I booked Nosferatu, mm-hmm. um, uh, an AMC show I did a couple of years ago. You went um, to the East Coast for that, right? Yeah, I went to Rhode okay. Island. It was awesome. I love Rhode Island. What a hidden treasure of a state in this country. That was a uh, that was reoccurring. You were in all like thirteen episodes, right? So the first season I was on it, we went for two seasons, and the first season I was on it, I was in three episodes okay and um the second season I was on it I was in seven episodes okay seven out of ten episodes and uh yeah that was also a great experience why did you bring that up what were you talking about oh because that's when you quit your day job oh that's when I quit set and flow and I was sad yeah wait let's talk about quitting your day job (laughs) that was so scary I was trying to hang on to that job I laughed (laughs) I have trouble letting go of things like I have trouble even throwing away a pen when it runs out of ink like (laughs) oh my god but quitting set and flow was like really sad because I do feel as though that was such a tool for my development but I found another gym over on the east coast that was also great yeah but it was a community too I mean that was that's basically every friend I had was Oh, my coworker. <laughs> yeah, totally. It was your first. It was your first community in LA. For sure, for sure. Between that acting class rehearsals, I mean, community in LA is so is so valuable, and mm. it doesn't come by often because we're all in our cars or yes. alone or yeah. And once you get your hands on it, you're like, this is mine, and I will keep it. Right, right. Yeah, but it's still here. I still have it. It's yeah. like floats around with me so yeah I ended up leaving set and flow I gave up my shifts how long did did they tell you needed to like stay in the east coast for a while did you make the decision for your career to leave your day job like what what was that thought process I didn't actually officially I don't think even left until the second season so the first season I booked it so quick and everything happened so quick I think I booked it on like a Monday and they said I had to fly out Friday and I was also in the process of moving so it was just a matter of me emailing Jackie saying, hey, I booked a job. I don't know when I'm coming back. <laughs> and she said, cool, your shifts will be here when you're ready. See, I came this back. Is, this is why you, it's nice to have bosses who are also like in the creative business. Yeah. Oh, whew, that was a huge help, man. Yeah. That was a huge help. Also, too, like a job where it wasn't my career or anything. Well, so. and like you can't look over the fact that you put your time in, right? Like you were a steady employee. You worked hard. You took the job seriously. You had a smile on your face. You were on time. Like you were, you worked hard to earn the flexibility. And I think that's a missing puzzle piece that sometimes we don't talk about is that uh, people say to actors all the time, get a flexible day job. And it's like, 
but, or you could mm-hmm. get a job and you could make it flexible by being the best employee. And I really feel like you did that. Oh, yeah. Unless you started yeah. sucking after I left, which I highly doubt. I don't think I was sucking. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I don't think I was sucking, but I, that's so sweet of you to say. And you know what? You're right. I will accept that. I hear that. And I accept that because I skipped a lot of I skipped a lot of vacations just in case <laughs> I booked the job and I knew I would have to take off, uh, you know, and that's a great point. I never thought of that. Get a job that values you and then make it flexible. You're a great example of that. Well, thank so you, you. So you left, you filmed your episodes for season one. Yes. And then did you come back to LA and go back to work? Yeah, I came back to LA and I did pick up some shifts, not as many Okay. because I, I simply just didn't have to, but I was it was so great because it was like, I was so, I felt so blessed because I did have set and flow and the side money of that, but Mm -hmm. I was also still had enough disposable income where I could buy, pay for acting classes and I could really continue to invest in my um, growth as an actor. Then I came back and did a, did that play again that I did the previous couple of years. That's right. They uh they did it at the uh, a playhouse, right? They like really did it. Yeah, that's in right. City. What's the name of the play again? It's called Rotterdam. Yeah, and- it was so good. You were so good. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Hopefully. Yeah, but that was a great experience. We did it again. Um, we brought it back for a second time for like a two week run, and um, then we were coming back for season two, and it was almost as like as though I was just busy, 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 and until I was back for season two again. And that's when I officially quit because I realized I was not going to be around for nine months. <laughs> yeah, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you out there for nine months? From September to January? Is that nine, nine, wow. that's not nine months? Wow. That's still a long time though. February, yeah. That's yeah, it was crazy. a good amount of time. Oh, that is not nine months at all. How am I head? <laughs> five, 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 five months. months. This um, job, I'm here for nine months. Did you have any resistance to accepting the fact that you were a working actor oh for sure 200 <laughs> percent. i think i'm still resistant to it okay let's unpack that <laughs> and that's natural i think mm-hmm. at least so i've read <laughs> but let's unpack that let's dissect that i think it was it feels like such a a coveted place to be some place that i want and just that this idea that I'm resisting this idea that you arrive because I think that's a dangerous idea, right? Like, sure, I'm a working actor now. And then next week, I could not be working, especially during these crazy times where I don't know what's going to happen next week. You kind of have to, you can't do it for any sense of outcome because your outcome isn't guaranteed. So you kind of have to do it because you love it. So this idea of, yeah, I was resistant. I don't know if I'm making coherent sense, but I was No, resistant. you totally are. Because I think that's the, we work so hard for that feeling. I, I personally am, I, my, I have goals every year and my goal yeah. is to be a working actor. And I, and I, sometimes I define it and sometimes I don't because I am scared of defining it. Yes. But I also don't know, especially someone we're very similar in that, you know, we've worked a ton of jobs, you mm-hmm. know, it's it, especially when you have tie finances up into it, knowing that there's not necessarily stability 
in it all for a hundred percent. Was there any resistance you felt with, okay, I actually have a little financial stability now? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was resistance. And I think that resistance kind of melted away when it stopped feeling so magical. It stopped, started feeling like, okay, I run a business. Like I'm a business owner now. And I've been kind of working on my relationship between myself as an artist and myself as a professional to the point where like, I tell myself I'm going to my nine to five job tomorrow, meaning I just sit in the living room (laughs) and I just try and commit to working on myself as an artist between nine and five (laughs) because I put in that much work for Sutton Flow. So why can't I put in that much work for myself? it's just so it's it's so interesting because you're in a place that that like I am personally working to be like mm-hmm. you are doing you're living a lot of people's dreams and I my biggest fear is that I will get to the place where I am inside of what I now think is my dream mm-hmm. and I might not recognize it as such. You won't you won't forget it. You no. won't forget it. Some people do. Some people, <laughs> some people forget that they these are that all their problems they have are problems they've begged to have they've begged yes. the universe for these problems <laughs> yes 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 a hundred percent won't forget that I no. know because I know your heart and here's another thing too when you say like do you have resistance to the idea that you're a working actor I think the only resistance comes in that I was always a working actor even when I was working at Set and Flow, I was actually, I was probably working harder than I've ever worked in my entire life to be an actor. I was paying to be an actor. Yes. <laughs> now, the only difference is I get paid. <laughs> but like everyone listening, if you're, you know, a working, you are, if you go home and you read a play, you're a working actor. If you get on Zoom with some friends and you read that screenplay and then you watch the movie, if you study, you're working, like you're doing, you're doing the damn thing. Um, yeah. Whatever I did outcome. A, yeah. I did an interview with uh, Kate Siegel earlier this for this season. And she was like, if there's actors listening right now who are listening to a podcast about acting in their free time, you're probably doing fine. Yes. <laughs> That's it. That's, That's the it. Mark. That's it. Care enough to do that, you're you're fine. Oh, that's something we all need to be reminded. So right yeah. now you're in Canada. Mm-hmm. You are on a major pilot for a major FX show <laughs> that I have been hearing about for years. And when I saw you on Deadline, I screamed out loud in my living room. Uh-huh for the show why the last man and i am like i'm viscerally so happy for you i like i hope you can feel it through the computer (laughs) i I feel it when i'm not on the computer this is this is like how i've i've always wondered when i was younger and i was i I was like i hope i'm i hope i can be really excited for actors i hope i can be really excited Mm. but now like the people who have who have continued to work and i see working that I truly like love. I feel like I did it. That's how excited I get. So let's to take me down off my excitement level. I'm too excited. No, so up there. <laughs> tell me about this. This is so cool and exciting. And like, does this feel like a big deal? Do you feel like, like you're living in Canada? Yeah. I've always wanted to go to Canada. It's actually interesting how I got this. So, um, another actress is playing my role. But because of COVID, um, they pushed back the show and it was delayed and she was unavailable because she's going to be the next James Bond 007. (laughs) 
Yes. And I just said, girl, go ahead. Like, <laughs> you get I'm, that. I'm that. I got you. Don't worry about it. I'll cover your shift. No problem. I can cover your shift. <laughs> oh my God. When did you audition for this? I auditioned in July. And it was interesting because it is past July because who I was going through it. I was a hot freaking mess <laughs> between COVID and the social uprising yeah. and um, everything going on. I was like, and I think because of all the protesting I was doing and all the reading and the discussions that were being having, acting seemed like an escape for the first time in a long time. Mm -hmm. I just, I couldn't bring any stress to this place because A, this isn't that big of a deal. <laughs> and I, when you, when shit actually goes down in your life, you realize, oh shit, acting isn't that big of a deal. Um, I mean, it is and it isn't. Anyway, I auditioned for it and it was one of those auditions where I didn't mind if I didn't get it because the script was so good. Mm. And I said, wow, I just really enjoy being able to grow through this script, <laughs> even for the brief week that I have it. Did you self-tape since COVID? I self-taped, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I self-taped with um, our, my friend um, Raf, who I went to college with. And um, I didn't hear anything back. I didn't hear anything back for like a couple weeks. And I figured, oh, I thought that was a good tape. Well, it's a, it's a shame. Like even my reps sometimes say, hey, great tape. And I just right. didn't hear anything back. <laughs> And I just figured, I was like, okay, well, that was a shitty tape. I'm going to keep, keep moving. <laughs> and um, then my rep calls me. Actually, I had already booked another job. I booked this job called, uh, God, what was it? What was it called? It was shoots in North Carolina. Um, I forget that it was also another Hulu show. Um, oh, Dope Sick. Yeah. I read Dope Sick script and that is a great script too. Oh, such an awesome script. Wow. That one's really fun. Wow. It's going to be a great show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's going to be a great show. I won't be on it, but it's going to be <laughs> It'll be minus one great actor. That's all I know. <laughs> You're sweet. Um, but yeah, I had, it was, and I was also going through like, this other problem with my friend and I was just freaking miserable. So <laughs> interesting. I don't think you have to be miserable to do good work, but it doesn't help, uh, hurt, you know? It's uh, true. Cause it's, you don't, you're not freaking out about it. You're like, this is, yeah. I, I check, this is my nine to five. Exactly. Exactly. But anyway, I auditioned, it was fine. And then I tested in my living room just via zoom. And that was also a fine time. I was freaking out a little bit, but then I realized that's not going to help with any of this. <laughs> I've had callbacks on Zoom, but what was the test yeah. on Zoom like? Was it was it more nerve wracking? Um, it was actually really great. So the first test that I had, well, it wasn't a test, but it was like an interview I had with the showrunner, mm. and she called me and she was just saying, "Hey, um, we you know we want to test you," and we just talked about the role and everything. And I was nervous and I just, I was, I think I was at this point in my life too, where I just, I didn't want to trick anybody. You know, I don't, I don't want to pretend to be anything. I'm not, <laughs> I was just saying full transparency to fund the police. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck 12. Yeah, like, and she was like, oh yeah, cool, cool, cool. Fine, fine. That's fine. <laughs> this is amazing. This um, is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, yeah. And then we talked and we chatted and I really loved the role. I really loved everything she said. And um, so when I actually tested, 
it was the casting director, I think a producer at FX and um, the showrunner and then an assistant and then one, um, the lead, another lead of the show. And mm. we read together a couple of scenes and um, it was actually a good time. Like it was a fun, fun time. I'm sorry that I brought a little bit of stress into it afterwards. I wish I was able mm. to, I hope to get better in my life to have these moments and then let them go but I couldn't let it go for a couple of days afterwards. And I think every actor can relate to that. Did they tell you like, but, you're going to know within a couple of days or, cause I would have been stressed too. Yeah, they did. But here's the thing. You got to let that shit go. <laughs> when you get pinned for something, you got to let it go. Like pin, boom, that's it. Thank you. Don't expect to hear anything back. Cause they will mess. They will fuck up your life. <laughs> I've learned that enough where I'm just I don't do that anymore I'm just like okay great hence boom I'm gonna keep it moving I'm gonna keep moving on with my life but I still wanted to hear I was telling myself that on level but I also still really wanted to hear of course you did of course you did you're like yeah I'm cool inside your brain you're like I'm not cool really not cool no not not okay (laughs) okay so when did you Uh, find out I found out uh like a Thursday night I think like three days after I tested okay and um I found out because the showrunner emailed me and I I was expected to hear from my reps but first but she was like hey it was just approved and I'm excited to work with you (laughs) and I uh emailed my reps the screenshot of the email and um yeah it was it was a nice night it was a good time it was a good time and I think I was most excited about this was how I was going to be able to grow into this role um, and grow as a person because your work is only just a vehicle for your own personal growth. That's everything, everything, your relationships, your work, your family, your kids, they help you grow as a person and you help them grow and all that. So that's what I was most excited for. Also my partner came with me and um, yeah, I was just excited for this adventure. Oh my God. How long have you been up there now? We got here in September. Oh, wow. Yeah. We got here at the end of September. So it's about to be four months at the end of December. So you're filming a full season, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're in Canada for nine months. Do you feel like you're in a really exciting place? A really exciting place in my life yeah. or Canada. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's COVID. Nothing's exciting. <laughs> yeah. I could tell this was an exciting place before COVID, but I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for COVID. So I should. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That's right. That's a good right, way to look right. at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do feel like I'm in an exciting place in my life because it's interesting because with everything that I'm doing, um, with, it, with everything the show's asked me to do, my day is so full of just growth. Like I'm doing stunt training and I'm doing um, voice lessons and then I'm journaling and I'm doing a lot of reading. And the FX is really great when they assist actors because I've been talking to a lot of um, like espionage people, people who were involved with espionage. So I talked to this woman who who was in the Soviet Union during the Cold War on behalf of the Americans. Yeah, I'm just talking to really awesome people. This is such great character development work that you get to do as a job. That's such the dream. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's my ultimate, because I was doing this for 
free. I was paying to do <laughs> right, it. Right. <laughs> and uh, just the fact that I can, you know, play. My days is filled with so much play and I'm so grateful for that, especially at this time when, you know, uh, there's a lot of challenges to people's spirits. I'm really glad that I could uh, kind of also be in Toronto away from everybody. Mm. As much as I love everybody, it's kind of, um, it's, it's a blessing to be away in my cocoon. I have one more question and I just want to know because I really wanted to talk to you because your successes have been pretty recent. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, like 2017 till now is not that long ago. Mm -hmm. And I think that gives a lot of people hope. I mean, it gives me hope. It's so, it's so cool to watch how someone's life can morph and grow and change in that short of period of time. I mean, I feel like I've lived a lifetime this year, uh, Mm -hmm. let alone the past three, uh, if you could go back, I'm going to steal something from uh, the Actor Mindset podcast, which is also a great podcast. But um, yes. uh, she asked her guests, if you could tell your young self something. And I want mm. to ask you if you could tell yourself something from 2017, because that's also where a lot of our actors are at right now, right? They're working lots of jobs, uh, trying to pay for acting class, trying to get by. You yes. know, what, what, would we, what would we tell Ash at 5.45 a.m. on a Tuesday? I would tell her 5.35 a.m. on a Tuesday. Tell her Probably tell her nothing because I wasn't allowed to talk to you until after my first class. Morning person. I was actually pretty good in the morning. No, I'm terrible. I didn't talk to anyone. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know how I ended up teaching every 6 a.m. class at that place. You were great. I thought you were awesome. I'm a good actor. Oh, wow. You must be really good. Well, I would tell Ashley she should have gone to bed earlier. She definitely should have gone to bed earlier. But I would also tell her she's exactly where she needs to be. Even if she doesn't want to be there, that's where she needs to be. That's what the universe is giving her to grow right now. And God, it's hard. That's what I would tell myself from years ago. But I know a lot of people are in a really tough spot right now. Um, I would tell her to read a lot. You know, I think the my best friend when I didn't when I couldn't afford acting class was just going home and reading a script that was nominated for an Oscar or something, um, and watching it. Yeah. God, what else would I tell her? I would tell her to get wildly suspicious of her own limitations <laughs> in every area of life. <laughs> wow, that's a beautiful sentiment. Mm, thanks. <laughs> Shitty advice. If someone said that to me at 5.45, I'd said, I would tell them to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you just go somewhere. I'd be like, you get wildly curious. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, go away. <laughs> oh my God. It's so good to see you. I'm so, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. I'm obsessed with you. I am so, it's so fun watching you succeed. You deserve every bit of it. And I, you might not be able to take that full sentence in today, but I'll keep saying it to you. So don't worry. Thank you, Sam. I feel the same way about you. I am obsessed and I'm so proud to see everything happening in your life. It's just, ugh, look at us. Look at us. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm going to stop our recording because we could probably keep going. And that brings us to the end of today's podcast and this whole podcast season. Guys, I'm not going anywhere though. You can always find me at One Broke Actress on Instagram. You can find me at onebrokeactress.com. 
And we are going to have some special bonus episodes coming up in the coming weeks. You guys loved Helena and I's check-in episodes that we've been doing monthly. So we plan on continuing those. And I have some really fun ideas for things that are going to come out with the podcast in the very near future. But first, Mama's going to take a little break. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening, for subscribing, for rating and reviewing this podcast. Thank you, Helena Santos, for all of your production help this season. And thank you, Maggie Zabo, each and every episode for your amazing theme song. Guys, I will talk to you very soon. 